Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View. I hope you're having a great Friday. Uh, usually what I would do is share some inspiration at the beginning of the show, but I've got a funny one I want to share. So uh, I want to go ahead and introduce my guest so I can sort of include him in this part of the conversation. But I have the uh, the honor of having the mayor of the city of Gulfport, Billy Hughes, who was recently reelected by 64% of the vote. Anyway, without any further ado, let me just say good morning, Billy. How are you? Hey, Ricky. Doing great. It's good to see you. Look, uh, Rick Carter posted this one, and I thought you would be able to relate to it really well. And it said, this is a quote by Abraham Lincoln now. Okay, a powerful quote by Abraham Lincoln. And here's what Abraham Lincoln said. The trouble with quotes on the Internet is that you can never know if they are genuine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's profound. (laughs) You know what? I mean, you and I talked about this well, you and I have talked about this before, but but it's it's tougher being a politician today in the age of social media and you know artificial intelligence and fake news and you know uh, you know the, the ability to empower enemies with the ability to say whatever they want to say. It's tougher today than it used to be, isn't it? Uh, I think I think it's tough for every generation. It just you know whatever the medium happens to be uh, when you live in that fishbowl and. Uh, offer up to put yourself under that lens. You know, everybody's got opinions, and um, uh, it, it's it's a challenge to try to you know just absorb those and process them and make sure you've got good information. But it doesn't matter what you do. Sometimes you're danged if you do, danged if you don't. Have to do the best job you can. But you know, um, uh, artificial intelligence it, it takes on a different meaning each generation too. Just because that doesn't mean technical. I was in the legislature a while. There was a lot of artificial intelligence up there. <laughs> Hey, I understand. I understand that well. There are certainly multiple meanings, but I thought you know on election night, I thought you said it really well when you talked about the fact that the vision for Gulfport is coming together. It's a heavy lift, and that you 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 sort of alluded to the reality that there are, as you said, a pretty good growing pains. That that's part of the journey. That you you never arrive, do you? Every day you get up, you continue to sort of move the ball forward. You're driven by a vision, but you never know what today's challenges are going to be. And you just have to face them and you just have to realize that there's going to be growing pains and challenges along the way that just goes with the territory when you have a big vision doesn't it you know it really does and and it's important to keep your eye on the ball the challenge with being successful and meeting milestones is sometimes we tend to get complacent and that was the same thing we talked about in the election too oh you got this you know you're going to make it you got this and you never have it unless uh, you, you have to earn it every day. It's like credibility. You can ruin it in a moment uh, for a lifetime, but and you but you have to earn that trust every day, particularly as a as an elected official. But the key is you can't rest on your laurels. There is so much going on, and, if we're, and we're on a heck of a pace. And so the challenge is, how do you keep pace with the growth you've created? You know, we had a very long discussion yesterday in council about, uh, you know, what brings developers here. And uh, what incentives you provide outside of creating an environment, a city where people want to be. And that's our first goal is, is creating a place where people are successful and enjoy being here and enjoy the interaction and the amenities we provide. So uh, I think we've done a heck of a job uh, uh, creating and building on a foundation with those type of principles, Ricky. Um, but uh, it's, it's like Governor Bryant used to say, it's cooperation. 
we got a lot of folks competing in one of the same things we want. Uh, fortunately, in this coastal community, it's saying all the time, it's it's a remarkable uh, version of paradise. Yeah, there are things we have to do, but, but you know, but on the flip side, people uh, want to criticize and find the negative in everything, and that's what I think social media has made things difficult. Uh, you've got self-appointed experts on everything wrong, and people forget about the great things we have going on, and we don't really focus on that. It's not to ignore the challenges we have, but just know we're working towards them and on them. But for some things, there's not a fix. Uh, and when you're dealing with human beings, you're going to have issues, and they change every day. Uh, but the, uh, part of the, being mindful of the blessings we have in South Mississippi, this is an awesome place. Uh, and but the beatdown occurs, and the character assassination occurs. It really does have an effect on folks um, in my line of work. You know, uh, you talk about Milton Cigarra. I mean, he he's probably a superstar in his world. And he's getting criticized for God knows what. But the fact of the matter is he's the first guy we've seen use metrics to talk about how our growth is happening and how we're making uh, not just a difference, but we're leading in many respects uh, in doing things that we've never done before. Yet uh, when you're successful, people tend to come out of the woodwork and try to beat you down. It's like those crabs in the pot. You know, it's boiling and nobody gets out because everybody pulls everybody down. And one of our buddies always says, on the coast in particular, we're successful in spite of ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we do really good, and it's part of it because there's enough folks that recognize how good it is here and where the opportunities are, and that it's better to say something positive and good and try to do well than fall into that gutter of, of um, uh, negativity uh, when when there's really so much to be thankful for. And so we've got to keep we got to keep that message in and understanding that uh, we're better together. And uh, that's, that's a mindset as well as a practice. I had two, two good conversations recently with two people that I'll bring to light now. One with, uh, with Fofo Gillich. And he said a really interesting thing. And I know that you, you see this and, and understand it because it's, why, it's what you experience every day. But he said that opportunity is like holding water. <laughs> You're not going to hold it for very long. And, and, and when the opportunity comes up and you may get hit several times in a day with something that may not seem like it's a big opportunity. And the more you focus on it, you go, oh, my goodness. You know, look at the look. Look who's behind this. Look how much money they're willing to invest. One over here may seem better than it. You know, it actually is uh, does seem better than it is. It seems like a big deal. They've done a good job of presenting. But then you look behind it and you say, I'm not so sure about this one, but the reality is you got to look at them all. Like every single one of them might come true and you're getting inundated, aren't you? You're getting the, the opportunities that are coming to the city of Gupport these days are really beginning to, to, to be real and, and, and be part of the vision that you have for the city, city of Gupport. Well, you know, it's the one coach thing, what benefits one, but what benefits us all, uh, ultimately, if we do it right. Um, and what negatively impacts us has a reverberation, too. And, you know, one of the chips on your shoulder and mine, too, is how Mississippi is stereotyped. And we work every day to try to fix that because, again, people discover it and say, oh, man, it's really great. FOFO is a great example of that positivity, how the attitude, uh, how you convey things. Uh, he's, he's very focused on, on Biloxi, which is his job, but he sees the larger picture, and that's what we're trying to convey with, amongst our colleagues. The other thing I've uh, been talking about is we're responsible for a lot of taxpayer dollars, and we need to make sure they're applied appropriately and correctly. But sometimes we get so wrapped up, and I say this from the federal, state, and local level, about the control component which is a fiduciary responsibility, 
but sometimes we hold on to it so tightly we make things harder than they have to be yeah and so that's the trick that's that balancing act trying to make sure that we are using the monies appropriately for the benefit of our communities to enhance things uh, but also to attract more businesses into the area where people do want to come and uh again enjoy all that we have to offer well you mentioned milton segara i think that that probably um, describes that situation as good as it can be described that the control feature this this need to micromanage and be involved in everything by too many people caused all kinds of issues we otherwise would not have if we had board governance that was just that was deciding policy and direction and then letting the executive director who people have referred to Milton Segura before as a thoroughbred in the tourism industry to just do his thing and, uh, you know, that's going to run its course. But hopefully, you know, if it runs in the in the wrong direction, we'll make some legislative uh, requests to, to get some things tweaked and we can fix that. I mentioned two conversations. One was the other was with David Parker, your economic development guy, and had a terrific conversation with him. And, uh, you know, he understands what his role is. And we talked about just just in general. Um, you know, putting the, the, the best foot forward for the city of Gulfport and helping to sort of establish the vision to get, continue to focus on creating this great sense of place. And the other thing we talked about is the, the upcoming uh, Ugly Tie Festival, which had to be postponed. Uh, but, you know, what, what a great opportunity for the city there to just uh, have people come downtown and enjoy downtown. You're excited about that, aren't you? You know, we've always been a festival city, and um, you know, we try to promote and find uh, things that take advantage of our, our year-round climate. Um, you know, uh, we're going up on the 25th anniversary of cruising the coast, and you know that started with with a small idea and, and blossomed into one of the biggest draws in America. And so, uh, with our vibrant downtowns from one end of the coast to the other, there's every opportunity and reason to, to again um, celebrate uh, our community, uh, sell it and share it with other folks. And so. You know, we're always trying to think, and, and, and this deal right here is going to be a whole lot of fun, and it could blossom as well. Uh, you know, we, 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 we've tried things that didn't stick, and we've tried things that do, but the fact is you're trying. You're putting stuff out there, and right now is a prime time. Folks are uh, just looking for reasons to get out. Uh, code has made it even more uh, you know, emphasis on that, people coming out wanting to do it and have money in their pockets, but it, it's the interaction that we enjoy. Um, you know, down our way, and uh, we want uh, folks to experience that. So um, this looks and feels and sounds like a lot of fun, you know, with the, with the different components, uh, uh, you know, with the, with the dad thing, the ugly tie contest, but I think the classic motorcycles is, is maybe something that we haven't taken advantage of because there's a lot of clubs and groups that do that. And then just the food trucks, uh, that, that is a pretty hot topic now, and folks really, really like what they get. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, about that upcoming uh, impo important event in the city of Gulfport, and then we'll shift gears and say, you know, what what does what does it look like the next couple of years for the city? When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coastview. We have Mayor Billy Hughes from the city of Gulfport. And when we went to break, we were talking about the Ugly Tie Festival that's coming up in downtown Gulfport. And uh, why don't you give a few specifics about that? Where, where did the idea come from, Billy? So, um, you know, we talk about taking advantage of that year-round climate and having something where our tourist economy, where just folks have something to do on a pretty regular basis. And been kicking around the idea of uh, an alfresco dining, some type of outdoor event where people can, can eat outdoors, enjoy some music, um, but we're looking for a theme. Uh, food trucks uh, have really caught on. Uh, it's, a, it's a different way to give people an opportunity to get out and, you know, try different foods introduce himself to different um, food preparers and restaurants. Some of them are straight up food trucks. Some of them are affiliated with the restaurants, but just kind of um, spice up what we already have for offerings downtown. Uh, and so we've always been, like I said, uh, you know, a, a place to be and gather uh, with Fishbone Alley, with the restaurants already that happened and the music festivals that we've had in the past. And um, as a matter of fact, Gulfport's first music festival, um, uh, Kenny Vest and company were, you know, involved in putting a lot of that on. And so I think he sees the benefit in doing this. And y'all are great promoters. And the radio station jumped all over this when we started talking about the concept. Uh, but David Parker said, you know, we're coming out of COVID. It's very close to Father's Day. Um, why don't we do an ugly tie festival? And he started working on the logo and what it might be in the concept. And then we built it out to do the, the, the classic motorcycles. And all of a sudden, you've got a real event happening and uh, it came together very quickly. We've got a great team between Laurie Toops and, and David and others and uh, I think the enthusiasm caught on. So, you know, if, if Mother Nature will leave us alone uh, for a year or two, uh, we're going to do great. Centennial Plaza is um, just, you know, just booked out solid for uh, as far as we can look and which is a great thing because they, you know, they couldn't catch a break for a while there and that's true with a lot of our hoteliers across the coast. So, Gulfport, uh, we're, we're really strong right now. So, they've rescheduled the Ugly Tie Festival because of the threat of the uh, tropical storm, but it's going to be Saturday, July 10th uh, downtown from about 11 o'clock to 7 o'clock. So it's going to be uh, just a, a really serious, fun weekend. Well, f free admission. And you mentioned Kenny Vest. He's the head of operations at Super Talk Mississippi Media Gulf, on, on the Gulf Coast. He's been involved in CPR Fest and the, the music fest. He's just a great guy to, to work with on, on issues like this. They had just done, the, 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 the radio station had just done a food truck festival that went really well. And so the, I know they really appreciate the collaboration with the city. Uh, actually, Kenny's going to be on the show next week to talk more about that collaboration. But you're really on to something. You and I know, we've known George French, you know, all, most of our lives. Uh, George uh, and his sons have done some special stuff with uh, the sort of the, the, the vintage motorcycles, so to speak. But that is a sort of a growing niche right there, that vintage motorcycle arena, isn't it? I, I, think, I think it is. There are so many enthusiasts out there that are looking for places that, you know, want them to come, that are accommodating, and that's easy in, easy out. And, and, and you know, we're all looking for experience uh, and, and, and not so much to have stuff. Everybody wants their trophy T-shirt, but uh, you've got, you know, boomer generation that wants to go and do things and has the money to do it. But let me tell you, millennials, they want an experience. They want something that is unique and different and folks are getting that here. So this is something that has broad and cross appeal. Uh, you know, we had an exotic car show come in. You look at Jeep on the coast, how big that has grown. So there are all sorts of groups that are looking to do things. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm your huckleberry. Well, whatever, <laughs> we find an opportunity to do something. Uh, the aquarium, uh, they're, uh, they're having, you, you can't say record numbers because every day is a record in the first year. But the fact of the matter is, 
uh, Saturday when they had a half a day because of the storm. They had a thousand people come through uh, on a half a day. It's just their people understand what type of draw that is too. So we're we're look, taking a holistic approach on where do we fit, uh, how do we round out this market here, how do we appeal. So developers, we've got you know neighborhoods with hundreds of houses just coming up right now as we speak as a result of some of these things. The school districts that we're providing, this is a great place to get a lot of different things and that's why the blue economy is here and coming so more high-tech jobs it's just a lot of work ricky you talked about that heavy lift and it's heavy every day but knowing that we're pushing forward people are starting to take hold and recognize that and invest here and and come and tell their friends and so there's so much opportunity and so you look at things why did we need the aquarium well we saw that that was the biggest niche from a family-oriented draw in this coastal market uh, that is uh, year-round and that it is for families not just adults or not just for kids uh, and we're seeing that serve as a catalyst in many areas so things are happening and people are are, be are beating a path to our door which is great it is, it is great you know you, you can't help but think about this uh, when Andreas Dwani led the team of architects and planners after Hurricane Katrina I mentioned this during my conversation with David Parker rode down Highway 90 and came to the intersection excuse me 49 25th Avenue and came to the intersection with Highway 90 he looked south and said you know this is the crown jewel the, as when Gulfport enters the, the beach uh, the beach area uh, the port. Uh, this is the crown jewel, and this is the opportunity to make an amazing impression. If you just think about that boulevard and how you know the the facade uh, uh, program, the the what you've done with with the plants and trees, and then you think about how that intersects with not just the harbor, but the enjoyment that people can have at Jones Park. Also, you have you know the the intersection with the blue economy that's emerging there. It is, man. This is like sort of the epicenter in a way. That 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 spot is the epicenter for what what development will be in coastal Mississippi, isn't it? Uh, I would agree. And and this is on. Uh, we're having a follow up meeting with a group of developers uh, tomorrow that want to put a multi-use uh, $30 million investment uh, right at the intersection of Highway 49 and Highway 90 that's going to bring more apartments for downtown living, uh, more retail, uh, more parking. And, and so everybody benefits, you know, from that walkable district. More restaurants are coming. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's a really good domino effect we're starting to see. Uh, but we need to make sure that um, we, we keep pace with that growth. So uh, you've heard me talk about our growing pains, particularly around the I-1049 corridor with ter terrific traffic congestion that we're not used to. And so we are trying to um, you know press forward with uh, a lot of relief avenues and we've gotten um, uh, approval for a uh, major intersection uh, up near the outlet mall. But um, while we're moving forward with that, we're, you know, that crab's pulling them down in a bowling pot, getting fought from within too on something that we're uh, trying to create as many safeguards for communities that have concerns, but at the same time provide safety, relief, and opportunity uh, for the rest of our community. So it, it's always a juggling act, and uh, I'm real, real uh, thrilled about the prospects there. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, the sportsplex, good, gosh almighty. You know, it started before I got here. We did an $8 million expansion after I got here, and um, we have people, uh, it's booked out. Uh, they can't get here fast enough. They love the facility. They love the, again, those amenities we have with the water park close by. And there is a demand for a soccer complex now. And we're trying to figure out a way that's probably years in advance, but there is a demand for that travel component, just like we're seeing with softball and baseball. 
you know, we just uh, finished with the SWAC softball tournament here, a collegiate tournament. They loved it so much that they're going to be coming back. So there are a lot of opportunities. Coming off this election, it was a re reaffirmation, uh, really a mandate to continue the vision that we put in place. And uh, this next four years, Ricky, is going to be uh, uh, addressing the component of public safety. We recruit well, we train well, uh, we, we had a nutrition issue. So we have enhanced the, um, the pay for our police and now the pay for our fire. And there were three, it's a three-legged stool I'm looking at. First is public safety. Um, the other is infrastructure. And those are projects that have to move forward that we have to address and deal with and commit to. And then the third is that economic development, how we continue to promote our brand and how we continue to make folks and bring here. And when they come, create an environment where they are successful and create jobs. Well, the whole notion of creating an environment that, where they can be successful is really important. So when people think of economic development, they might think of a factory, but they have to broaden their thinking about what economic development really is all about. One aspect, one important aspect of economic development in relation to the new economy is, is building the kind of places where people who can wor work remotely want to live. They want to, and young people, especially today, uh, certainly retirees as well, but, but young people especially that are part of that new economy want to live, work, and play in the same area. That's why this $30 million development that you mentioned at the, at the intersection of 49 and 90 is so important to the overall goal because they're, they're, it's, a, it's a true mixed-use development. It's one where they probably will eventually get, uh, I, I say, a respectful uh, uh, allocation of BP money to help them kind of make that thing go. But that's the kind of stuff we, that's, you know, when you develop a mixed-use development of that statue, um, it makes a major statement about us kind of building the, the kind of downtowns that young people are going to want to live, work, and play in. That's a major statement, isn't it? It is. And that's one of those things where um, when, you're, when you're looking for incentive monies um, through some of the funds that we have available to us um, uh, through the, uh, from the state and hopefully to apply through the legislature, through, through the locals and with boards that make these recommendations, we need to find the easy button. Uh, and, and stop making it hard and not change the rules in the you know halfway through it to make sure say hey you know what do you need what can we legitimately provide for what do you need to bring to the table uh, because none of these are happening without folks having their own skin in the game and and that is important and and so if we can help somebody to do something that they otherwise would not consider and it takes some incentive funds to do it then by golly if they're available let's go ahead and try to plow a, a path to to that ultimate goal I had the opportunity to speak to Philip Gunn about that recently, and you know we're only in year two. We've got BP money allocation growing pains, but if they'll just refine the process a little bit more and get better now that we have a little bit of experience of defining what a transformational project really is, yeah. you know, lots of private investment, significant payback in the future, all of that, we're gonna we're gonna do better. So I'm trying, you know, I'm not beating them over the head. We're just in year two of something we've never done before, but we have several more years to go where we can get this right, and we got to focus on that. Billy, we're out of time. I look forward to continuing the conversation in the future, and congratulations on your re-election. Thanks. I'm not real picky around here, but uh, we'll do the best we can. <laughs> yeah, 64% of the vote. That's that's <laughs> they they they're behind you. Anyway, good luck to you, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. You bet. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.